0: It's the foot time of the year With quarterbacks throwing and tailgaters ready for some brats and beer It's the foot time of the year It's the pig-pig-skinniest season of all the check is still frowning And Cleveland still browning We root for Steelers It's the pig, pig skinniest time
1: Hi, hello, and happy holidays, sports fans. Welcome to Minus 3 presented, as always, by FanDuel, whatever season it is, all season long. Make sure you're betting along at FanDuel.com, and specifically, the Minus 3 listeners. We focus in on all things Northeast. Bet with us at FanDuel.com slash minus three. That's the word minus, the number three. And with no further ado, let's say hello to our pal there. Just completed celebrating what looked like a festive Hanukkah. Um, Boy, especially for those kids. They got video games. They got uh, shuffleboard. They got all sorts of cool stuff in the uh, Schwartz garage there in the Schwartz
0: Mance. How are you, Jeff Schwartz? Are you okay? You've been crying all night. He's don't, little, don't, you know.
1: don't give me the bit. I'm not interested. Let's not start
0: with that. No, John, I'm not, uh,
1: I'm not interested. I, if that's going to be the tenor, if that's, if that's your opening <laughs> remark, we can just shut it down right here. And you and your friend Spaghetti can laugh it up and talk about the poor Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> And uh, look at look who's laughing at himself. Congratulations,
0: when you signed up for this laugh. podcast. You didn't think you were gonna jive from Jeff Shores, did you? Um, so no, I'm doing great. I'm an Oregon duck shirt on. Oregon had a great Thursday night football. Mariota, Justin Herbert, we go on and win the Pac-12, win quotes the Pac-12 uh, this weekend. And and the Chiefs are playing well. So all's good here. You mentioned the arcade game. So my wife rented four, five arcade games for the garage. She rented Uh, Rented? uh, Who does? I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know either. But she rented them. So we have a claw machine, air hockey, ski ball, pop a shot, and like a motorcycle game. So she rented them for four, three months.
1: I know. I want to drive across the country just to spend an afternoon in the, at the – I mean, Schwartz Manor is course. loaded. It's a, it's a paradise with between uh, the pool and the hot tub, and you're making short ribs, and maybe you'll cook up one of your chickens for us, and then we can play some uh, I'm video down, games.
0: I'm, I'm down another one.
1: Yeah, I heard tale of that. Yeah, that's yeah, a shame.
0: Uh, a hawk went and got it. <laughs> a
1: hawk? Yeah. Sweet Jesus. Um uh, So listen, I I really do have to say, you know, the Steelers were recording on Tuesday. Happy holidays. We're getting it in early here for your benefit, um, at least as much as our own. I could uh, sit here and kibitz about the hot sports action. Um, on Christmas Day, but uh, figured, you know, let's get this one in there and uh, let Eddie Spaghetti sit with his family around the tree and talk about how Notre Dame is going to get right against Alabama when the Final Four starts and how his Giants are going to somehow improbably still steal the NFC East. Um, I will say next week, a uh, programming note, I think we're on track spaghetti to do the shecky awards the 27th annual shecky awards of course for any new listener um the shecky awards they're the academy awards which cover movies for that year the grammys cover music and then the shecky awards are there to cover everything else fruit of the year and um worst food to eat after you brush your teeth and best alphabet letter and um and 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 i'm so fascinated by some of these Best movie I watched in that year, not one necessarily released. Now, if the best movie I watched is a new one, it can steal the award. Improbable though that that could happen. Um, so, all that should be available for you next week. I think we'll we'll, we'll uh, make sure we get that in under the wire. I'll certainly have my decisions made uh, before new before the ball drops in in Times Square. And one of the awards that I give out, and I have since. I forget what year I never can remember what year it is, but I think it was 2009 where Washington, where Seattle, Washington, won the inaugural uh, Sonic Award. And it's so named because that was the year that the Supersonics departed with rookie of the year, Kevin Durant, and moved to Oklahoma City. And uh, the Washington Huskies won zero games. I think they won one game and their only win was against Wazoo. Um, the Seahawks were crummy that year and so on. What, so, year, what year was this? I can't remember what year that was. It well, seems like it was State 2008.
0: Went, Washington went 0-12 that year.
1: So that would be the year, yes. Yeah. Um, and since then, you know, we give out the award to the sports town that has suffered the most. It's not the one that has the worst losing percentage or anything like no. that necessarily, although that uh, is, a, is a major factor. It's who suffered the most. And I got to tell you, a lot of towns have taken the hit um, New York City's won it. Philadelphia's won it multiple times. Cleveland's won it multiple times. I got to tell you, Pittsburgh's won it one year, too. Pittsburgh might get it again this year. I mean, the oh, Pirates are an atrocity. Me. The Penguins are heartbreakers. And now the Steelers are rounding things out. And it doesn't just look like the demise of a promising 2020 season. We may well be looking at the demise of a first ballot Hall of Famer in Big Ben Roethlisberger. Before we get into all that. Though, There's like, a clear uh, winner, by the
0: way, for this category. The Sonic Award? What do, you, who do you? Who would you say I, it is? I, I think we can include the entire Bay Area, who had a team leave. Okay. Who had another team has to relocate for a month. The Niners suck. The Giants suck. The Warriors keep getting hurt. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a good A's, not very good ever. One of the A's yeah. ever good. Well, I think they actually made the playoffs this year. and Got swept. So, like, boy,
1: that's a that's a great one. And and, and according to the to the pain uh inflicted by these teams yeah the niners got to the super bowl and if you turned the tv off with six minutes to go you maybe thought you had won a seventh lombardi but of course if you stayed uh, tuned in you know how and from that point on good point yeah Yeah, all right listen as always they're gonna be prime candidates for this sorry award no one wants to win the sonic award but we'll hand that out and all the other shecky awards um next week in the meantime let's kick things off um i guess we're a little too late to kick things off but uh well, uh, let's get into our win play show picks. These are the games. The only standard is you have to give in ranking order the the three um, bets that you're most confident in, second most confident, and third most confident in. And it must involve a team from the Northeast. Shorts, let's start with you this week. And by the yeah. way, how did we do last week? I think everybody went two out of three.
0: And I think we won the same two out of three. One, We win our one, we win our, our win bet, and we lost Uh the middle one, which is the place, and then we won our show bet. So we yeah. And if you
1: faded Jeff Schwartz, you lost because Jeff Schwartz won by by a half a point on that one.
0: Um all right. So I have for my win my favorite bet of the week in the Northeast is Baltimore minus the ten and a half here against the Giants. Um yeah, guys, I, I get it. The Giants are fun to talk about in the Northeast, and everyone thinks that Joe Judge is the greatest coach to ever coach all football ever. Why do you do this, but, Schwartz? Why do but, you do
1: this? Nobody thinks that. I'm, I'm with spaghetti now. Now I have to commiserate with spaghetti. Nobody feels that way. Nobody I've ever never said- seen
0: a team talked about, in the manner the Giants were talked about, being 5-7 and seven in my entire life. I I was on a Tom Coughlin team that was 5-5, five and five, and they were ready to fire Tom Coughlin. Like, they, like it's it, – I've never seen more media members go out of their way to praise a team that's 5-7 and seven than this Giants team this year who had beaten the Bengals, the Eagles, and Washington football team.
1: I like, hear you. On. I'm just saying you can't – but that – I feel like now because I'm a vain person so I assume it's directed solely at me. No, it's not. When you say Steelers fans are now. now they'll listen to me about how they're not no. as good as the Chiefs. It's like who – was no, Steelers fan did you ever hear – Offense. What, what, okay, offense. Who? When did you ever hear me or any other Steelers fan tell you, "Oh yeah, this team's better than the Chiefs"? You never heard
0: no, that. I, my my thing. What I what I always said. What I always said was the Steelers. The Steelers offense was not good enough to compete with the Chiefs. And all I heard was, "Oh, they have twenty. average twenty nine points a game. Schwartz. They average twenty seven points a game." I was like, guys, just I'm telling you, it's not as good. And I have proven right. That's all I said. I okay. don't think. About, that's all I said. Okay. Back to my way. So giants, You're taking
1: shots at the gents, they're trying to feel happy about things. Unfortunately, their ceiling is, is relatively low yeah. because and, they have determined that Danny dimes is the real deal. And of course, Schwartz, you and I know that he's a middle-class QB, yeah. but continue but
0: more than anything else. Baltimore is playing some really good football guys. Like mm-hmm. They're, they're playing good football right now. I just don't know how the giants keep up for a couple of reasons. One is, um, I feel like now, so the Ravens, you know, they had a, little, a bunch of offensive line injuries. They're kind of tightening things up now. They're playing a lot better on their offensive line. Lamar seems to be more in a rhythm now, back from COVID, run the ball a lot better now, finding wide open. Because I think that fourth and five play against the Browns kind of brought that spark back for the team, right? Like That was a play that he made in his MVP year. And like, they're starting to heat up now. And the Giants, I, think, I don't think match up very well with them. First of all, if Danny Dimes does come back, the Ravens are going to blitz the heck out of him. Like, like they're 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 due for one defensive touchdown in this game. So I just think it's a bad game for the Giants. Give me Baltimore minus the ten and a half. I, I'm sure Spaghetti will have something to say uh, to say on that one. Um, I have Philly and Dallas this weekend over the 49. It's 49 and a half now, Spaghetti. I believe um, over over 49 and a half. Yeah. Uh, look, I think there's a lot of points to score in this game, and I hope we get to car- to talk about Carson Wentz in a little bit because. He needs to grow up and stop being so soft and whining about things situation. Um, but I think there's a lot of just a lot of points scored in that game. We saw Philly can move the ball pretty well. I think Philly might put up 30 in this game too. So I'm excited to watch that game. And then let's go to um, my my place bet. Um, you know, I I was leaning Pittsburgh almost plus the point and a half, plus two here. But I'm to really under, under 44, 44 and a half. Uh, that'll fluctuate throughout the week. I just don't think a lot of points are scored. It's an outside game. Phillip Rivers in the cold. The Steelers know their only shot right now is to play some great defense. I don't know what about their offense makes me excited for playing a good Colts defense, so give me the under here.
1: All right. Interesting. Spaghetti, go through your trio there. Sure. Um, I'll start with
2: my uh, my show bet here. And this almost was my place, but some late uh, line movement changed it. Um, I'm actually with the Eagles laying in two and a half as of now versus the Cowboys. And it's solely because of Jalen Hurts. I believe I saw a stat that Jalen Hurts was like the first, you know, Carson Wentz has never done what he did last game, which was throw three touchdown passes and throw for 300 yards. Um, And it's really just because of him. He's an electric player. He could rush the ball for over 100 yards as a quarterback. Um, you have to worry about him in the rushing attack as well as whatever Miles Sanders does. He's getting Jalen Rager, who's uh, more of a deep threat involved now, which I think is great. Um, and yeah, the, the Cowboys looked okay last game uh, for sure, but I just really love how this offense looked and it pains me to say this, but the Eagles, they look electric now and um, it's, it's, it's a very weird situation what's going on with Carson Wentz, but Jalen Hurts seems to be the guy there. So I, I like them laying the two and a half uh, going to the play but now this line moved like crazy since last night's, um, you know, result, but I, uh, I'm with the Colts, uh, given a point and a half. Um, there's just no reason really to believe in the Steelers right now with how I personally think from watching that game, Ben's arm is just not there. He did not even look to Claypool earlier in the game when he had him open a couple times. times. Um, there's really no run game is going to be established. And I just love the Colts defense and uh, their line has been so great. The Colts and they're just going to find a way to score some points. Jonathan Taylor's turned it on a bit. So I like them laying the point and a half. And my win bet, unfortunately, and I, I do agree with Jeff, is the Ravens giving 10.5 um, against the Giants, my Giants, and uh, there are, weirdly are a lot of things I do like about the Giants um, last game versus you know Miles Garrett had his, uh, I believe, his second worst game and yeah. versus Andrew Thomas. That's great. That's great for the Giants fans. Andrew Thomas looked really good. Um, Bradbury will come back and they needed him desperately. He is an elite corner, so that's that's a plus. Um, they actually did a good job versus Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, so I'm not really afraid of the rushing attack. Um, what does scare me, though, is the legs of Lamar Jackson and him finally open guys if the Giants do play more zone. And um, um, the number one thing that really scares me is the Giants are not scoring points. So the only team who can score um, or scores less than them are the Jets. Uh, even if Danny Dimes is back, uh, I, I just I have to see it before I believe it. And if Freddie Kitchens isn't calling plays anymore, which I love Freddie Kitchens calling, calling the plays because he he actually, Cole McCoy was averaging more air yards for, and more yards per attempt than any game Jason Garrett's called plays for. So if Freddie Kitchens is no longer calling plays and Garrett's back uh, after the, the COVID scare, I don't like that at all, even if Danny Dimes is quarterback. Back and I just the, the offense is just not doing enough, and they won't score enough points here to beat the Ravens. And the, eventually, they you know, the Ravens will get their points for however on the ground in the air, and uh, the Giants will lose this game by by more than 10 and a half points. Uh,
0: I'm, I'm real quick, Dave. I'm glad you mentioned Colt McCoy because I, if you're a Browns fan watching that game, you have to be a little concerned because Colt McCoy. Was throwing the ball down the field. The Giants were were stopped three times in the red zone. Right, they twice on fourth down and missed a field Off goal the off.
2: I mean, the worst fourth down play I've ever seen in my life. Like, a pass to the center from the punter. And yeah, they, oh, they, yeah, left, they was, left it. They left at minimum nine points on the table in that yeah. game. So they like, wouldn't have won yeah. with field goals. But I get what you're saying. Yeah.
0: Like the the Browns' defense did not look terribly sharp in that game. Um, so I'm with you there. That the offense did look kind of better with Freddie Kitchens. And remember, Kitches was a good OC. He just wasn't a good head coach. Dave, I.
1: Uh, Let me get through mine here and then let's uh, deep dive into both sides of the bracket, but in particular the AFC, because there are a lot of moving parts there. And of course, you know, Washington can take the division. Um, if things break right for them on the other side of the bracket, uh, specifically about that NFC East matchup, Eagles, Cowboys. I'm taking the Cowboys plus the two and a half. I don't think two games is enough tape to have on Jalen Hurts necessarily to know all his tendencies and what he's looking to do out there. But I do think it's enough for the Cowboys to at least have some inkling of where he's looking to take the ball. And the Cowboys happen to be playing well. Reminder, as Zeke Elliott has proven, Again, as if you needed another uh, piece of evidence here. Never, ever, I don't care if it's Derrick Henry on down, do not pay a running back, a long-term contract. And I know that uh, Titans fans are feeling it right now because of Derrick Henry. But even that should be an indication. We can talk more about that in a little bit. I say Cowboys plus two and a half. My place bet, I'm going under in the Buffalo-New England game, 46 points is too many who when what evidence is there that the patriots are having a shootout with anybody not necessarily that that, 46 is but um you know buffalo is not a world beater offensively either although they've been explosive i know they just uh uh, went out there and hung 40 on the broncos a mile high to steal the division um and they have to keep their foot on the gas do the bills they can't just uh, lay down here in these last couple of weeks but 46 seems like too many and uh, my win bet it's the Browns giving nine and a half. That seems too low. I know that they were not mighty necessarily against the Giants, but they should have uh, more than enough to get into double digits against that, the uh, that's against a,
0: that, that's that's an old trap game, buddy. You got you got Pittsburgh the game after you got the Jets feeling good about themselves. The Jets have not been that badly. They've been covering games. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a that's bold. That, that, that's a cl- old classic trap game. All right, let's talk about where shall we begin
1: I guess let's review Monday night football as people sort of considered it going into that one on the banks of the three rivers. This is where the Steelers offense gets back on track. Seven has an easy night. They run the ball a little bit against the tattered Bengals defense, third string quarterback for the Bengals in there. The Steelers should certainly work this team over. Of course, Mike Tomlin, this is a career-long thing for him of doing badly against teams. He's heavily favored to beat on the road. They came up lame here. The difference to me is, and a lot of people are hitting me up on social media about this, to announce that Big Ben Roethlisberger is finished, that he's got a dead arm or however you want to couch it. To me, to my eyes, he has made too many good throws, some good – some, some strong high-end throws, even over the last month. So I don't think it's a dead arm issue. What it seems to me is no matter what is going on, he is loath. To take any contact, you'll see a couple of design rollouts in either direction over the course of 60 minutes, including against the Bengals. He took that deep shot first play of the game to try and prove something to himself or to the Bengals or to the rest of pro football But you're uh, a 38 year old Roethlisberger on his on the move to his right, trying to throw a deep ball to James Washington isn't a great idea. He should have planted his feet and tried to stroke it. And by the way, you want to talk about him throwing the deep ball? And I'm not making an excuse that shouldn't have been a ball game against the Bengals. But for what it's worth, that was pi on the deep ball to chase Claypool. That was a good ball he threw, and the DB trucked Claypool. It should have. It was a Flacco special. It was lame. But nevertheless, it was PI, and it should have been called um, Schwartz. How say you? Weigh in here. People are saying it's an O line issue. People are saying it's a Roethlisberger, it's a Feekner issue. Can't run the ball. The receivers can't catch. Or is it all of the above?
0: So here's the problem with bad offenses. Okay, and I'm gonna use the Eagles as an example in just a second. Is when the offense is bad, different people take turns screwing up. Okay. So one play Ben doesn't find the right guy who's open. Next play the right guard screws up, and then Chase Claypool Orlovsky broke this down. Ran a terrible route. Okay, and then it's and now you know now you're running a, a draw play and Benny Snell. Sometimes I thought it had his eyes closed and some on the especially there was a third and down run when he just looked just ran the middle of the, with his ball like this and just with his eyes closed. All I do is jump cut, and there was a huge. I, I,
1: I, I. By the way, I, I, we're getting into the weeds a little bit on this for some fans, but I'm absolutely with you. There's a reason Benny Snell. It's not just that he lacks uh, a top gear. That th- there's a reason why he went where he went in the draft. He's a yeah. banger, no doubt. But yes, that was a gaping hole. Yeah. If he, if he had any vision at all to just bounce it, he would have run for twenty yards yeah. there. And, and that's when I you guess.
0: bounce those runs too. Those, like, kind of the, that you kind of. Bring everyone up and you, boom, go to the outside. No. Okay, so when these mistakes start happening, right, compounding, and then look, Villanueva, I didn't think played terribly great last night. He gives up a, a pressure, right? And then, okay, so what happens in those offenses is you just start to lose confidence in everything, right? So now Big Ben's like, I don't really trust the offensive line. I don't really trust my guys to get open and throw the ball short. The OC is like, do we call this play? I don't really know if we can do this. I'm not quite sure. The wide receiver is like, well, is Ben going to throw me the ball this time? I'm not going to do the right thing. So it just snowballs, right? And that's why things happening in Pittsburgh. Because your point's right. Big Ben can step back. He threw a great touchdown pass yesterday, right? Playing his foot, boom! Like his arm ain't dead. Um, his his arm is no better or worse than Phillip Rivers. But Phillip Rivers plays in an offense that caters more to him. And so I, I just think there's there's and a lack of creativity in the offense. There's a lack of just finding easy throws. I know Steelers fans get pissed on this. When I say nobody's wide open, it doesn't mean that someone's wide open seven seconds into the play. It's like where are where the three step drops where guy just sits in the zone, boom, catches the ball, gains five yards. Where are those plays at? We don't, I don't see those plays. I don't see what looks like an easy rhythmic passing game where. We, and we, we know what those are. We see them all the time. How come the 49ers with Nick Mullins can get dudes wide to F open, but Big Ben can't find these guys? Like there's a disconnect in this offense. Let's go to the Eagles. The Eagles had this problem, right? We saw it. They replaced Carson Wentz and boom, everything works again. So it can be a simple fix. It doesn't have to be Big Ben either. It could be the OC. It could be something, but you can fix it very quickly. But Mason Rudolph is not the answer either. So it's not like nah. it's not like a Mason Settle Rudolph down concern. with the
1: Mason Rudolph
0: jive. But no, I'm not. I'm not at all advocating for that. I know sure. you're not. But um, and so it, it can be an easy fix, but you have to accept there's a problem and try to fix the problem. And right now, I think it's play calling more than anything else. You know, the running the ball thing. Let me say
1: this. Let me say this go. as far as that goes. Um, Yeah, absolutely. You know, people make a big deal about it. And there's probably some truth to it that Roethlisberger at his advanced age in uh, in football terms decided that as Todd Haley departs, the move is is for the guy who he works well with, Randy Fechter. That makes sense if you have Roethlisberger's ego and otherwise. The problem is it just does not feel like a 2020 offense. It doesn't feel like it's making the adjustments and otherwise. And for everybody who is kind of uh, above Feekner's uh, pay grade, going to Tomlin and saying like, why doesn't he, I, I mean, something rash like, for anybody out there who thinks that Mason Rudolph is the answer, it, I mean, he's he's a lesser version of Roethlisberger. He's not going to. It's it's not like switching from Hertz, I mean, from Wentz to Hertz. It's a, it's a, a lesser version of what you have in the uh, one in the yeah. future Hall of Famer Roethlisberger. Also, I'm not sure what people want to hear. There's an, there's definitely an obstinance to the Steelers' way. There's no doubt about it. But at this point. I'm not sure exactly what anybody would like Tomlin or Roethlisberger to say about this. Are they going, is, is this fixable, Coach Tomlin? Like, yes, it is. What's he supposed to say? Nope. <laughs> Season's over, everybody. We're going to go 11-5 and five and be a quick out come January. Obviously, what's Roethlisberger going to say? Like, I'm finished. And I know I said it last week, but this time I mean it. I retire today. I mean, like, that, that, that they're pot committed at this point to, to what the 2020 season is. If they lose out, if they lose to the Colts and Browns, and those are both proz- probable, uh, plausible outcomes, and if they then turn around and lose uh, uh, a wild card round game, I don't know what. I, I will not be surprised. Hear me now. Believe me later. I will not be surprised, given how those games play out, if Roethlisberger concludes – I I ain't got it because he is no longer the big comparison is you know what but the, but the a lot of people are saying well the offensive line is lousy and the players are the receivers are dropping passes and there's no run game and everything else. I refer you to the 2008 Super Bowl team that the Steelers uh, that the they had the number one defense. They have a a, a really good defense. I know injuries have uh, have made it uh, come back to earth significantly. And, and that's a big difference. But the biggest difference between then and now is that Roethlisberger negated all those offensive issues by making plays off script, by bouncing off and heroically pushing aside a 250-pound pass rusher and breaking the pocket and making a play to Santonio Holmes, playground style. That's how the Steelers uh, went all the way and won the Super Bowl in two thousand and eight. Roethlisberger not only isn't capable of doing that anymore, which isn't a knock on him, he doesn't even slide in the pocket anymore. I mean, he's he's cemented in the pocket. That's the issue. He's six foot. What's six foot five? Why does he get so many passes batted down at the line? Because of that. Brady and Breeze at least take still move, take that yeah. stride, that more subtle step up in the pocket that changes all the angles and opens up some receivers. Roethlisberger is static to a weird degree in the pocket, and he's unloading it. Ninety percent of the time, inside of two seconds, he's not even allowing his receipt. He's blindly just throwing the ball at his uh, at his first option on uh, on most plays. So anyway, I'm sorry I interrupted. No, you, that's but-
0: that's all that's all accurate, and this is why I think it's more of just it's not just a big Ben problem. I think it's an entire offense because you can set up an offense for a quarterback that does it. Drew Brees is in an offense right. Drew Brees throws the ball very quickly, but he's in an offense that's tailored to that strength. And that's the, the offense in, in Pittsburgh, in my opinion, is not tailored to that strength whatsoever. So, um, you know, they're, they're, it's just, it's not going to happen this season. Can, can they beat the Colts? Of course they can, right? Uh, can they beat the Browns? Of course. But that I just, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I, are you, are you going to trust Pittsburgh to go into Cleveland Week 17 and win that game? Brown's biggest game they've had in, in what, 50 years? A wow. Home, home game. Yes. Home game. It'd be, it's Sunday night football, home game. They'll have fans in the stands. Like is Pittsburgh gonna win that game? Well, are the browns
1: gonna win that game or historically, the browns we know are the browns gonna lose that game? And that's historically
0: pl- yes, but I think the browns are different now okay
1: have you you I know everybody decides uh week to week. I mean, I talk about the what have you done for me lately week to week league. I can't recall an example better than the Cleveland Browns when they play a team that they're supposed to beat. And then they do what they're supposed to do and beat that team. People talk about this team as though this is the one team that can take down the chiefs. And then they play a team. Then they play a good team. And then you see like, oh yeah, they, 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 they almost never beat an actually good team. And I I'm sorry to Tennessee fans who are all over me right now too, I don't count the Tennessee Titans as a legitimate Super Bowl contender because they don't play any defense and that's going to be a liability. I know that, well, no, you were wrong about the, about them. Titans. Was I, let's see everybody. Let's see Ryan Tannehill where he is next year. And, and he's a, he's a fascinating character because of the gaze factor and, and all of that. And, you know, I, I, Do not think that just because you don't set the world ablaze in your rookie season that you can't turn things around. Alex Smith's the best example, probably, of that. So Tannehill's a fascinating character. I do think it's diminishing returns with Derrick Henry. I'm getting sidetracked here. What I'm rooting for now is, speaking of those Titans, I think they have a chance to go in to Green Bay this weekend and beat the Packers. And if they do, based on the crazy seedings, then if the Browns win out, if all this plays out, and then the Colts beat the Steelers, the Steelers should, because can they beat the Browns? Can they make hay in the playoffs? They're not going to run the table. They're not going to win three and get to the Super Bowl in all likelihood. But could they be trouble for a team in the postseason? Yes, if they can get healthy. They're still missing some pieces. If they can get right um, to the degree that they get a, a couple of ILBs back and some and some help on the offensive line back. They could be trouble. So what would be great is just seed week 17 to the Browns. Just lay down. Put Mason Rudolph in there. Um, you know, just lay down. And then that would set up a three versus six Pittsburgh at the Browns in the wild card round. That's what I want. Now let's see you do it, Baker, with the curse of supposed to hanging on your neck. I don't think I, that that would be a fun game to check out. You see, you just have handed this. the idea that they can handle success is is assuming too much, as far as I'm concerned, with the Cleveland Browns shorts.
0: Interesting. Um, ah, you put a lot of thinking into this. I didn't think that far ahead. Um, oh, I mean, yeah, sure, that's a way to do it. I mean, I don't ever see Tomlin conceding a game like that. So that's a, something that maybe if there's a different coach, he would do it. Well, I
1: I kind of agree with you. So that is that they, is that matchup locked in three? Like, no, no. I said. No, no, I mean, there's there's a math. If you, would have to happen, I'm saying, but. if
0: the Titans lose, win this weekend, is there a situation where the winner of the Browns Steelers game, the loser is the six seed and the winner is the three seed? Is that how it would work?
1: Um. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure. Although the math gets so confusing, and I hate math, and yet I love sitting there old school style, not even cheating and using the ESPN playoff tracker thing and like plugging in all the things. I like to do it old school and try to figure it out and I invariably screw it up because there's some nuance of some head to head thing. But um if I, I the Browns could still fall out of the playoffs. Um it's it, it's possible that they could miss the playoffs. The Colts can still miss the playoffs. There well, it's, there's it's, math there, that could do the that. Colts
0: can be a 2 or an 8.
1: Let's figure that out. Well, first of all, let's feel you guys like, are you guys are both taking the colts. Uh,
0: I don't feel great about it, but I think i I think I would take the colts, yeah. I, I like that you, you've,
1: you've been down on the Colts a lot more than I have. I'm yeah. I'm I'm with the Colts and have been all season long spaghetti
2: before last night. I was uh, definitely on the, the Steelers. And I believe the Steelers were getting some points before the line moved uh, or they were laying points for the line moved. And just last night, I just, I don't know. I know it's like a style points thing and it's like, what have you done for me lately? And I, I that's, it, it stuck in my head, but I just did not like that. I mean, to me, when you're versus the Bengals and you have Claypool, Deontay Johnson, Juju smith um, you got to make plays. Someone should be open. And it just, I don't know, it was bad.
1: The thing with Roethlisberger, he did make a couple of plays um, or extended a couple of plays. He did start bouncing around the pocket a little bit and extended a couple. He almost threw that touchdown pass to Claypool. Um, in the right corner of the end zone on that he the play kind of broke down and he and he uh, sprinted out to his right as much as Roethlisberger can sprint anywhere at this point and he almost got Claypool there um, I you know here's a wild card idea but desperate times I don't think again to your point uh, Schwartz that Tomlin's this kind of a guy um, but do something try try to salvage it you know it's not Mason Rudolph it's Josh Dobbs what about Josh Dobbs? If if other teams, if Taysom Hill can be run out there for the Saints when they're riding high, why can't the Josh Dobbs run out there and put a little pressure on the defense periodically by running the ball? And it's not as though he can't throw the ball too. I mean, why not a couple of packages for him except for the reason that you already said. that's not the stealer, That's not the way the Steelers do things. But it should be the way the Steelers do things. They've lost three in a row to three bum teams.
0: Yeah, well, I'm the not bills sh- aren't problem, but you know, I'm not sure that you know can Dobbs throw the ball like yeah. Uh,
1: I it just it's not Jamel Holloway at Oklahoma in '85. So I mean, it he could throw yeah, it a little I, bit.
0: I love your throwing out, throwing out quarterbacks that played before I was born. Um, I'm I trying would, to think uh, of somebody
1: who you would have seen who couldn't throw.
0: Yeah, t- Tim Tebow.
1: Well, um, people thought that about Jalen Hurts. By the way, I know people have talked about that, but the Jalen Hurts story is pretty crazy. When he when he got benched, it was like, yeah, listen, nice uh, nice story. Jalen Hurts won that national championship and everything, but obviously he doesn't have the pedigree. Who would have said when he sat down in favor of Tua, who would have said that uh, Jalen Hurts would be a starting NFL quarterback? I I, I suspect very few. Anyhow,
0: go yeah, ahead, short. I, um, I'm where I was at now with the, when you interrupted my Jalen Hurts talk, um, but wherever I was, I it was, was probably better than the comment you were making.
1: I'll throw, thank you. I'll throw this at you. You go rent another game. Now listen, I uh, I, I Will Brinson, our pal, yeah. floated out. He's like, you know, here's a here's a crazy hot take for you, everybody. The Cleveland Browns could really give the Chiefs trouble. I said, let me hot take your hot take. Um, is there any result out of any matchup in the AFC playoff teams that it, that counts as just like a complete stunner on the level of the Titans knocking off the Ravens last year? And I say no. Now I amend it: the Steelers beating anybody is now feeling like a surprise. I, I but now was, have you remove that one. Like who who would it be? Uh, would it be? I can't, it, it, the, it, I can't believe it, the be Ravens
0: like, beat the Chiefs. No, I, I, I it would buy be that. Like, it would be like dolphins beating the Bills in Buffalo. I,
1: I just think that people that
0: people would ascribe
1: that to to Flores would could confuse a QB, and I mean that's what it would be based around if they if they stole it. Yeah, I hear you on Tua, and I also think that that's a fun conversation. That's unfair to Tua and Herbert, and mean, otherwise. It, at this it, point, but at this point, would, do you think the Dolphins really feel like? Oh yeah, we we definitely made the right choice. No, we, should, we definitely took two. I uh, so
0: I, I the other the other would be like Washington plays Alex this weekend, they win, Alex gets hurt, and now Haskins is leading the Washington Bowl team in the playoffs, and they beat Tampa in like the in the wild card round at home. And you're like, uh I didn't feel right. Like that that's the only scenario I can think of so far.
1: Um I yeah I mean I I buy it it was a disappointing um, performance by the the Browns defense if uh, that's the way you root but. you know, I, I do. Uh, my point keeps uh, consistently is if they can get their back end healthy yeah. on defense, that maybe they get a couple of plays over the course of uh, of a game and and, and can hang. But you know, there's there's really just these teams feel very close. I mean, obviously the Chiefs are the class of the of the conference, nay the NFL. But I do think um, I do think that um, it, it's that, and that's why obviously we talked for so long during the season about the importance of the number one seed. Anybody but the Chiefs make makes it much yeah. more compelling. It now does I guess kind of stand that it would be very surprising if the Chiefs lost, but every game they play now is is pretty close. So it it's hard to make a case that anything is a stunner um with the way that the Chiefs aren't finishing games, which is one of your long long standing points.
0: I think it's a problem that they don't finish games. I know people are going crazy, but I think it's an issue. Speaking of Tua, uh, and as we talk
1: about uh, these games and it's relevant to, um, to seeding and otherwise, the Dolphins are playing in Vegas. They're giving two and a half and uh, two a uh, half. I would, t- I would take Vegas. I like the Raiders as well,
0: and that's what I'm getting well, at here. The Ra- is it Mariota or is it uh, Carr? My or assumption
1: is, it- is it's, it's Mariota. Uh, I would take car.
0: Mariota still, I
1: think, too. I, and I like that he, he presents a little more of a wild card factor there um, for the Raiders. And um, the Raiders I, I defense though is so bad. Ugh. Here's the thing for the, the Ravens and it's, uh, you know, there's an irony there and I keep, I I've been pointing at the Ravens for quite some time and now everybody else I've noticed is starting to jump in on that too. If they wind up a seven seed, um, that that that's about as scary a bottom seed as I can remember, which is the irony of that is, is that it used to only be six teams. Now the seventh team would be the scariest wild card that I can remember in a number of years. And they would only get in by virtue of the expanded playoffs. I also think by the way, when we look back on this, that I think the NFL is going to have to amend it. I know they like the extra playoff game and money and all that, but it, it feels so imbalanced now and, I, I almost hope that both one seeds get there with with gr- with the greatest of ease to the Super Bowl, just so that it makes it look like we can't keep going with this. You can't give the best team a bye and everybody else has to make, has to fight it out. You do need two or three. I think division champs. I I like the old way. Give it at least the division champs should get a bye. You should get something for uh, for a season's worth of toil. But the Ravens need the Dolphins to lose a game. I think they are going to lose at least one. I think it's going to be as soon as this week, but then they have to play the Bills. And like I already said, the Bills can't take their foot off the gas under most scenarios, which is good news for Ravens fans again, because the Ravens should be able to win out here. They just need the Dolphins to slip up once. Then the Ravens are in there. Then it sets up what could be a great one. If, If the Bills play the Ravens as their reward for um for being the second seed that's pretty bad and i think the ravens would beat them and then they would go to arrowhead in the divisional round and that could very well end the chiefs would be dynasty right there
0: it would be very 2020 for that to happen
1: i i listen and, and Baltimore it would be could go ideal last be,
0: year you know last year being the one seed getting knocked off and now knocking the one seed off it would be a quite be be, justice be quite in that. some um some justice yeah
1: and I and, and Browns and I know the Titans, people like Derrick Henry, and how would the Chiefs stop Derrick Henry know, what, on the they ground? Did it last
0: year. What is the difference? Right. The Colts,
1: I don't, you know, all the the team that I, I I know you disagree with me on this, Schwartz. The team that's scariest to the Chiefs. It has got to be the Ravens at this point uh, uh, on the I mean, AFC side of things. Sure,
0: but they just they just haven't done it. Like that's my thing. I like, I know it's like, they've yeah, taken sure. a. But people
1: act like the game that they played in late September this year is indicative of their head to heads. The chief, I mean, the, the Ravens took them to overtime if memory serves in Arrowhead in the regular season last year.
0: And I, mean, I mean think it, it was close. I don't think it went to overtime. Oh, was that cl- I? I mean, they they. Um, I'm trying to think
1: there was another one mixed in there somewhere. Anyhow, I think that they're constructed to to take a run at them. Let's go through, though, some of these games beyond the Dolphins ones. We're both in on that spaghetti. How say you on uh, Dolphins at Raiders?
2: I want to root for for Tua, and I did. I do think that Derek Carr's had a sneaky, pretty good season, but uh, Mariota kept that offense alive, and his mobility does seem to help. Uh, Darren Waller has been pretty much unguardable, so um, I would probably right now. I am feeling the the Raiders. I'm um, matchup. I said
1: to you, we got to do the what if. Um, the yeah. you know I love the NFL stuff, and um, we got to figure out what if. You shook up all the QBs. How would they be redrafted? Same team, same needs. Would the Cleveland Browns, do you imagine, in 2018 still make Baker Mayfield the top pick in the draft if uh, if they had a do over?
0: And I, this is leading
1: to this is this leads to me with the Browns at the Jets and because Sam Darnold obviously went three there.
0: Interesting. Um, I think they would keep Baker. But I still think, so Josh Allen is more physically gifted than Baker, obviously. I, it's interesting about Josh Allen because the people that say, oh, I always knew, yeah, you're full of shit because you did not know. Because in the history of the NFL, there has been no quarterback who's had uh, this historic of a jump between year two and year three in NFL history, of being a, a below replacement quarterback for two years to becoming an MVP candidate in year three. You did not know this was going to happen. Um, Sam Darnold's interesting. I think Sam Darnold, with a good coach, and still be good. Um, uh, But I think they would stick with Baker. I, I, I don't. It's the revisionist history thing. I, I don't really know why they would change.
1: Do you think that the Jets are tracking now to possibly sticking with Darnold and not taking Fields? Um, assume, or I mean, if things break and somehow they would they, 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 Trevor they just, Lawrence is their number one, I bet you they take Lawrence, but I bet you that yeah. they're thinking about Darnold.
0: It depends on who they hire to be coach, obviously. Right. But I definitely think that there would be the idea of trading down for more assets just keeping Darnold. The problem is the price tag is kind of expensive. So they would have to probably, um, how do you know what the price tag is? Isn't this fifth year option next year for like 25 million or some crazy number like that? I think, uh,
1: man, I, I, like I say, I'm dumb example, with math stuff. Yeah, no, next year, next year it's, it's marginal.
0: Yeah. Next year it's marginal. So you,
1: if you could trade for him this off season, I think it's a I I think it's a, right, a, it's a, after, a decent yeah. proposition. Yeah. He's, he's, you know, it's a marginal hit next year. So if you're, I, what I'm getting at obviously is the Steelers since you asked me about Sam Darnold, uh, um, he's off
0: he air. Well, he wouldn't do well in this offense. They need a new OC. Right.
1: I, I, I like I say, I wouldn't be surprised at, at the way things are going. I wouldn't be surprised if Joe Douglas quietly is thinking like I, I owe it to Gase. He's my old pal to keep him for this year. But I'm gonna get a different guy to work with Darnold and make a go around this guy instead yeah. of uh, rebooting all over again. But anyhow, um. Do, do you buy that Darnold is a better option for what they could get in the draft this I I guess it does come I, down to yeah, what you I, said. It I, depends who they
0: hire to I to, think you know. I think so. I, I think so. But obviously he needs the right coach. But I think he can yes. What if as
1: was was assumed up until you know seventy-two hours before the draft that night, everybody had Darnold going to the Browns and then the there was just late movement on it and all of a sudden it was like, Baker Mayfield's the guy? Really? Um, what if they would have taken Sam Darnold? Where are the Browns right now? Same place. Same place.
0: Yeah. I, I think Stefanski's offense, I, there, I think you can – that offense, and this is why the Packers are scary, because that offense, you know, the Shanahan offense, is normally run with average quarterbacks, right? I mean, Matt Ryan, a little above average, right? He won the MVP that year. Jimmy G, Jared Goff, Case Keenum had a great season in Minnesota running this offense. It's not really made for like Aaron Rodgers. And now you add Aaron Rodgers into that offense and it becomes one of the best in the NFL. So this offense, and that's so why I think the hire was great for for maybe It produces great numbers for the quarterbacks. And I think Darnold would do great in this offense. I uh
1: in the total on this one, by the way, is forty seven and a half in New Jersey there. Eddie Spaghetti, you could you know go tailgate if you wanted to outside the stadium that's a nice way to uh celebrate the holiday season the jets at home plus nine and a half i already said i'm taking browns how say you
2: i'm with jeff what he said before about this being a a trap game i mean the jets have some juice going on and uh the browns they weren't i I didn't watch the the browns giants game and go wow these Browns are a great team. Although I do agree with what Jeff said about Stefanski. I mean, the guy coached, you know, Cousins and a bunch of other, you know, media quarterbacks, and now Baker has a guy. And then, of course, his top receiver goes down. And they have had some uh, O-line issues and injuries this year. But, I mean – the nine and a half is just a is a it's a weird number for this game. I think the, the Browns probably win. It's probably a lot closer than it should be. So I'd say Browns win a close one, and then and the, the Jets uh, with the points cover.
1: I'm sure the Jets feel better about themselves than they did a week ago, um, thanks to their victory. But uh, again, what would that number be if they had lost that game? I mean, that that's there are so many points. I feel like being given. Uh, being taken off of this one because the Jets won a game. And I think that number would otherwise have been about 13. Rams even some bad. I mean, Gore, Gore did I'll his
0: job right here. So Beckham's a week, man. Week 16 opening line for this game was Browns minus 11. So it's dropped a point and a half, which I think there's still value. I hope it gets back to 10. If it gets by to 10, it's even better. But so it didn't, it didn't drop as much as you thought it would
1: um last thing on this one it's something that we've batted around quite a bit um but uh, w- with the jets and otherwise but this puts to bed that pro football players would ever tank a game what do, what, what do you think's happening p what, what do you think? maybe i don't know maybe you could convince college kids this is good for the program if we lose i don't know what the circumstance would be these are professional athletes they're getting yeah. paid money to do it if they to, like what what would be what would be the labyrinthian explanation this off for for like why they stunk like yeah but I was actually being a good soldier by throwing like what what coach That's would ever case. want that guy on their team again never,
0: right never just like the Lions uh, uh, coordinator who uh, called a fake uh, fake punt who wants a guy on their team just to throw in the game
1: it's it's hokum so please settle down everybody and let this be a lesson that that would never happen now the gm and head and uh the and um right. the ownership could say do like major league the movie Correct. and and put bums out there and then they won't be able to win but that's another matter
0: you know charlie sheen is not a bum okay
1: you you're right out. no he actually supposedly that's, could I, do
0: love, it. I love that those movies i have you i think I've, I've, I've even seen major league three back to the minors
1: Oh no, really? You yeah. have a, you have chickens and uh, it, and uh, a pool in your backyard and you're inside watching major league three. No,
0: I haven't watched it this year. I've said, I've seen it before. My, my buddy's dad is one of the pitchers in the movie. That's partly why I've seen it. Oh, is they that watch, right? Yeah. I, go-
1: I don't think we don't, we don't talk nearly enough about the achievement of Pete Vukovich in that movie. He was a, a a major league pitcher won the Cy Young with the Milwaukee Brewers, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure he won it in '82 uh, with the Brew Crew, Harvey's Wall Bangers, and all that. Um, and then he plays the slugger for the Yankees. He's
0: the guy who's hitting all the oh, home really? runs. I, 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 yeah, I that's Pete that. Vukovich. Yeah, it's weird. That wait, wait, he's a pitcher playing the in, in real life playing a slugger in the movie. Yeah, we don't talk nearly enough
1: about what it what talk, an achievement that is. We don't talk is.
0: nearly enough about Charlie Sheen can actually throw. He looks like he can really do it. Like a lot of these times, these movies, you're like, uh, that guy doesn't know what he's doing. But Charlie Sheen, you get the motion down, got everything down, and it's it look good. Yeah, I well listen. Corbin Burnson
1: could uh, you could do worse at uh, the hot corner there. That uh, that tribe team was not half bad, and Serrano, Pedro, and, and Joe Boo. Serrano, he does all the voiceover work in show business uh, pretty much at this point. But back then when he was shaving his head and praying to Joe Boo, he looked halfway decent at the plate. You know, Tom Berenger, not exactly great, but
0: no, no. Exactly.
1: And then
0: Wesley Snipes, right? The, the the story is that he is not as athletic, so they do everything in slow-mo for him. Right? Yes,
1: yeah. That's exactly right, and same goes for white men can't jump. You can yeah, see yeah. if you watch it. Woody Harrelson is better at basketball than Wesley Snipes. He looks. Yeah, Eddie. If out. you if
0: you watch Major League, every scene where Wesley Snipes is running is in slow motion. Wait, let's bet I on it. On move it. Move I, move 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 I never. Move. Make, move. I
1: never. Did, did you just say whether you saw it or not? yeah i,
2: I have uh, multiple times it's a great movie i never knew that about was snipes though because I, I feel like Wesley snipes is like in a lot of action times where he is mobile and running and like everything like he's like, in, every you know, scene, like, and-
0: like the scene when he's outside his pajamas run the 40 that's like not full speed right when he's stealing second huh. at the end of the game it's all it's all in it's never like full speed that's-
2: that's, that's, that's probably a better movie fact than the fact that Danny Trejo died 65 times on screen. <laughs> I never, that's
1: incredible. Oh, so I think Snipes uh, is, uh, knows karate. I think that's what he's, he actually can do, but I don't think he's good at uh, our conventional games. Yeah, like Woody he, like? he can
0: actually shoot in the movie. Like he looks good whenever he's, when they can't jump.
1: You get it's funny. You know what you just heard there, Schwartz? It's my favorite thing about talking to people who say they love movies, but then they haven't seen tentpole movies. And then when you land on one that they have seen after you reel off like five that they haven't seen, like, yeah, no, I never saw that classic film. Um, Then you say, did you see Major League? It's like, obviously, I've seen it. It's like, well, yeah, but you just named a bunch of other ones you hadn't seen. I can't believe before we started this one, both of you guys said you'd never seen The Graduate. I mean, talk about a classic picture. That uh, I mean, put that on your Christmas watch list. You guys got to check out the Graduate already. I mean, I've, I've seen a pretty
2: fair amount of movies to someone my age. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't. This movie's from nineteen
0: sixty-seven. Geez, no wonder why I haven't seen it. You've never even heard of the Graduate? I think I've heard of it before. I'm not a movie guy. I've heard this before. Like, I'm not like I don't go out of my way to watch movies. It's like no, I like stupid, dumb comedy movies that like you don't. You just like they're on TBS on the weekends.
1: Okay. Fine, not a movie guy, uh, not
0: a movie guy, Dave. I, just, uh, I, I know it bothers guy. a lot of people.
2: And I will say, lately in culture, there's been a shift that television now is more important. At least that's my take. I feel like the bigger, the 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 bigger, better um, stories because movies now are almost lackluster, whereas shows are basically just one seven eight hour long movie, and you get more to it. And to me, like we're in the golden age of television movies, especially this year because of obviously COVID, but it's not been, it's not been a strong year. I mean, I enjoyed Mank. Uh, I haven't seen tenant yet, but besides that,
1: we'll, we'll see. Let me tell you, here's a tip for you. Did you see 1917? Yes. yes. There is, I keep watching it. I watch it three to six times a week, um, over the last month or so since it showed up on my DVR, um, the scene where he wakes up after bonk in the back of his head and, and it's night and he comes up uh, the flight of stairs to see that the guy that he shot is dead. And over that dead soldiers uh, shoulder out the window is the night sky lit up by the fire, the burning French town. And then they start shooting the flares off um, the Germans do. And he comes down. And the score on that is, I mean, the the music and the and the scale and the light and everything it is, everybody's like ah handheld. You can shoot movies now on your iPhone and everything else. It's old school grandeur. It's 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 beautiful to look at that five minute stretch of him walking and then running through the burned downtown yeah. and then the soldier coming at him out of uh, the smoke and then chasing him and everything. Ah, oh, it's it's uh, it's magic. It's so, it's just the greatest.
0: So this movie was filmed. Wait, one consecutive time through like what is this no. what is it, like so what is it about 1917 it was supposed to be filmed like yeah
1: they're trying to make it look like it's a it's one tracking shot it'd be impossible to shoot uh, so, it so i keep know, I kept, I kept,
0: I kept hearing people say that i'm not a i'm not like a, i'm like what are you talking about this film two hours straight and just everything went right for two hours like get out. <laughs> even I, kept watching I mean the movie i, I kept watching the movie, thinking to myself like how'd they do this
2: you can see like there's some shots where like they go near a wall and they'll like zoom in and they'll just like rotate the camera around. You can kind of tell, but it is pretty cool. You watch. I love. Uh, Oh, it's awesome.
1: The the best of all the shots in the movie, as far as I'm concerned of of those tracking kind of shots. Well, I just mentioned um, one of them, but uh, the shot when he gets out of the river um, towards the end of the, the, towards the very end of the picture and he, and he comes upon the, uh, the, the, the gang and the guy singing and the guy singing the song. Watch that shot. That, that, that's a a real shot where they pick it up over his shoulder approach, go through all the soldiers to the guy singing and then back out to him and look at the faces. Obviously, these are actors, not actual soldiers. But it does make the point of like, my God, those those kids that go into that, they they, they look like children. And in fact, those uh, those are children typically that fight the war. Boy, we're way off track. Let's talk gridiron war here. Not uh, not the real thing. Um, in fact, my wife tried to uh, did her best. It didn't really soothe my uh, emotional wounds last night. And and she said, it's really sad what's happening in blank or this is really so sad. And I said, you want to talk about sad. The Steelers just lost to the Bengals. And uh, and and I meant it. And I wasn't trying to be cute. But she's like, yeah, but that's fun. Sad. That's just sports. Sad. And I said, oh, I don't think you understand it. And and uh, and that's why this morning I filed divorce papers.
0: No, but yeah, I mean, did you record your TikTok before you came on the show? You're you're
1: so- <laughs> what? Well, oh, no, by the way. Yeah, go ahead. Weigh in on that because I was just about to pick Colts Steelers here. I mean, I, 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 sorry, Steelers fans. I'd like to take the Steelers. I hope they turn things around, but the Colts are really playing well and the Steelers are not. How could you possibly um come to another conclusion uh than the Colts given the point and a half in Pittsburgh, the 44 and a half. I don't know what to make of that either. I have to avoid that one, because I don't know, Phil Rivers could uh, maybe have a bad turnover. Seven could have a bad one, and the defenses could score there. But I do know that I have to take the Colts there. But what do you make of what happens in the pregame now? Specifically, people in Pittsburgh, very upset with Juju Smith-Schuster for dancing on TikTok uh, on other teams' uh, logos at uh, midfield.
0: So if that's his thing, he should do it all the time. But just understand that when you lose, you going to face the backlash for it. Like that's just what it is. If he does it every time, fine. Do it every time. Do it every I'm sure
1: it's a paid deal and everything with who I don't know who
0: right. his supposedly Tomlin's gonna talk to him about it. But like I okay, I get it. You you wanna do it every time, but just accept the backlash that's gonna come from it. And just accept that the Bengals are gonna go after you a little bit more because of that. It's and if you But is that it, a thing? Do yeah, players I, go
1: after you more oh, because yeah. of that? I, I think so, yeah. Really? See, I'm yeah. that surprises me. I I would find it hard to imagine that it's just, in the know, like, in the flow of a game, you could be like, let's hit this guy extra no, hard for just, that. No, it's just
0: it's just like you have just like an extra. I remember when we played some guys, and our goal as an offensive line was we knew that guy if we got we get in his head if we talk a little bit to him, and we knew we could hit him a little bit. We yeah, that makes hit him sense. extra. And so we would always find a time. There was one guy. Remember a game we played where our goal was to call him the B word every single play, like some form of that word, every mm-hmm. single play. So it doesn't mean that I blocked my guy any differently, but I might like walk over there and be like, Hey dude, just mm-hmm. like, you know, talking after play. That's what it is. Right? So the Bengals do their job, but kind of haven't always an eye on Juju. Like, where's this guy at? I'm, I'm going to give it to him if I can. Like, that's what it is. It's not that they don't, they like say, Oh, we're going to hit him more at this. It's like, okay. Like the safety in, on that crossing route, he saw it was coming, but he probably was like, "Ooh, Juju, like, it's, just, it's like pre snap. He probably thought to himself, "Ooh, I, I I have a chance here to get Juju."
1: Like it was I, also I, helmet to helmet and should have oh, been called, okay, but yeah, right. I,
0: when when it was. I when you that, lose, I don't want to hear any of this whining about stuff. I'm,
1: I'm making a statement, of fact. It was helmet <laughs> to helmet. I mean, what do you want me to tell you? That was.
0: Here's the. Also, it, it also was a fumble. So you should be lucky. I agree with that.
1: Yeah, I I agree with that. But if they called the uh, helmet the helmet, it makes the uh, the fumble moot. Uh, the only thing I'll say is, to the extent, by the way, Juju was on the right side of that from a Steelers perspective when he laid out Vontez Perfect, and that was no yeah. accident. He he knocked him out in the same game that Shayzir had his uh, his horrible injury. Um, the and that was later in that same game. Um, the, the the my pushback on it is to the extent that people have. Have made it like this isn't the Steelers' way. It's beneath the Steelers for Juju to be doing that. It's like, how long have you been watching the Steelers? Do you know Mean Joe Green <laughs> kicking guys and everything else? The Steelers' entire that the, the uh, generation before I brought up the 2008 Steelers tie. Do you think those early aught Steelers? You, we've had Ike Taylor and Ryan Clark on the show from uh, from those years, and uh, they both told stories on minus three about the fact that it was entirely about talking an ass and uh and intimidating their foes that's and tj t- t- hushman's auto tell you the same thing the steelers what's not the steelers way is to not be trying to intimidate right. people physically i don't I was like that's beneath the juju that's not the way the steelers no that's that's the way the steelers do things and it's worked uh it's worked pretty well um the steelers in this case though i'm going and everybody's taking the colts am i right about that schwartz Okay. Are you, and you're going under in this one too, Schwartz. Yes. Um, Giants at the Ravens. Um, I think we're all on the Ravens giving 10 and a half. What about the total 45 and a half? Uh,
0: I think the Ravens might score a lot. I, I mean,
2: I can see the Ravens scoring in the 30s. And then it's just, I don't see the, I mean, the Giants may score. I actually would go under. I would go I would go under. I think the Giants evens is not terrible. I think they'll lose this game. Like a, It'll be like a 28 to six nine sort of thing
1: i don't think we need to spend a ton of time on the washington game if only because we don't know you know even who's going to be under center it looks like they're trying to get alex smith ready hosting uh carolina here but washington two and a half they win the division straight up with a victory yeah. just a, a yeah. win gets them there's no other factor that uh, that could get in the way of that i mean i'm well then i like uh well, then no, I'm no, gonna... no,
0: no no giants have to lose Giants lose and Washington. The
1: Gi- That's right. That I knew there was another one. That yeah, yeah, yeah. but I had assumed it was done, and I guess the Ravens at home makes it a done deal if Washington wins. Um, any reason to make a case? Anybody want to um, stand up for Carolina
0: here? If McCaffrey I, I plays, I do not.
2: If McCaffrey yeah. plays and is healthy and is useful in this game, I think it he I definitely. Think gonna, is I think they're
0: good. not going to play the rest of the year. Why play him at all? I, I agree with that
2: game. sentiment, but I just just going to the reports and think he could play. Maybe practicing. If he plays, it's a total game changer.
1: A uh, couple more because they're relevant uh, LA Rams Seattle Seahawks Seahawks giving a point and a half all of a sudden the Rams looking to be a five seed maybe and then I, I mean you know Washington wins the division is it I, I don't think it's I, we're setting up to have like a six and ten team win a playoff game I could I could absolutely see that being a, a bad matchup for Jared Goff. How
0: say you, Schwartz? Uh, I think the Rams win this game. Um, ah. They have played Seattle very well over the last years. I won't get more of the numbers as the week goes on. I think I they have won five of the last six against Seattle. They obviously got embarrassed against the, the Jets. They're not a bad football team. They're really good on defense. Seattle, just offensively, still not really clicking. So i I'd go Rams here in Seattle. It is weird. It is weird that that offense is
1: struggling as mightily as as it is as well. Spaghetti, uh, quick thoughts there. All
2: right. The Rams are like the NFC team that I just I can get a read on. I can't trust. I, I one week you think they're oh wow they're sneaky could be the best team. The next week they're like whatever. Uh, I mean yeah Russ has not been Russ. I I don't like I don't like picking against the the Seahawks at at, at home. I'm going to go. I'm, I think I'm going to go with the Seahawks in a, in a close one.
1: I'm going to ride with Andy and his pals there and Big D against Jalen Hurts and company, although there's some buzz that Jalen Hurts and all Oklahoma QBs play well in that stadium. I think no matter here, 49 and a half is the total on a Schwartz.
0: Eileen Eagles here and the over.
1: It is weird, and you you mentioned Wentz, and we said we would talk about him, so let's do that real quick. Um, I don't understand how Carson Wentz, can have the temerity for a guy who's considered to be soft-spoken and a team guy and all that kind of stuff. When you see Jalen Hurts play well, how you can flap your gums and be like, wait, well, this this doesn't sit well with me. Well, too bad, man. I mean, like, you, you the other guy, the backup, has outplayed you definitively. Play, yeah.
0: My answer is just play better. Stop whining. Look, they, this is the NFL. They always draft your replacement. Grow up, dude. Grow up. Grow up, Carson. Well, I – you know, I don't
1: mind when Aaron Rodgers or Peyton Manning or Ben Roethlisberger or Tom Brady get raw about a guy who's talented behind them. And, like, why do you put that guy behind me? They have huge egos. They're the man. They don't want to be challenged on that. They want to call all the shots, they want to write their own narratives. I, Brett Favre, you know, on down the line. I get it. But Carson Wentz, come on, man. Who do you think you are? You don't get to you don't get to um, dictate how things are going to go in since 2017. And by the way, you didn't even win that Super Bowl. I know it was a little unfair since you carried them most of the way. But still, you didn't even win that Super Bowl and your belly aching now seems weird. Um, I do wonder it's going to be one of the fascinating offseason storylines is how they're going to. Move on from Wentz here because you got to get him off the books. You, either, you um, have to
0: choose either Carson Wentz or Doug Peterson and Jalen Hurts, basically. That's your choice.
1: Interesting. Wow, really?
0: Yeah. You can't, There's the Wentz Peterson thing is broken. There's no answer. There's no fix. Do
1: you think, is there, I just can't see it. We've talked about it already, I guess, but I just don't see how realistically Chris Ballard, the way they've made good decisions um, pretty consistently, since uh, over the last couple of years, I just don't see the math of, of Chris Ballard and uh, Frank Reich being like, you know what we need is Carson Wentz for, for that level of bank.
0: I just, I. What's well, uh, the problem? The money's the issue. Yes.
1: Right. I, uh, I don't see how that one goes down. Um, a meaningful game in the AFC. The Packers are almost impossible to get out of the one seed. I know. I, I don't think they're technically locked into it, um, but it, Work the math on that one. It's almost impossible that they don't wind up as your one seed in the NFC. Tennessee coming to town with a lot to play for. Plus three, the number seems to indicate that uh, um, the, the people set in the line know that this one's more important for Tennessee. How say you, Schwartz, with a gigantic 56 and a half on this one?
0: So I, I would really lean – you said you said Tennessee is favored, right? This is at home. No,
1: Tennessee. No, no, no. It's it, it's oh, in oh, Lampo. Tennessee's getting very okay. Which is good for which is what you would think is good. You know, just doing the simple the Packers, math of it, you would think that's good for Tennessee with uh Derrick Henry going. Yeah, inside.
0: but the Packers rush defense is getting better. I just the the Titans are not gonna stop the Packers offense at all. Like that's the issue here. It's like they're gonna be eating when ever they face a good quarterback, they get eaten the lugs. They can't stop anyone on third down ever. Ever. So I would actually I think everyone's gonna put their money on Tennessee here. Um I would probably lean to the Packers right now. Um and everyone actually has bet on Tennessee. There's a zillion dollars like this line open at at, at Packers are by five it's not down to three.
1: Oh there you I, go. I
0: like the Packers here.
1: You In the course of uh, 30 seconds, yeah, I, I just swung my pick uh, back to the Packers. You're right. And also, again, doing the human math of it, um, they would like to take week 17 off. Or maybe they wouldn't. I don't know, because then they're going to have the bye. Is that a good I, – I, where do you come down on that philosophically? If the Packers by and, and, and nightfall in week is, 16 – Andy
0: Reid has always done that. It's not a problem.
1: It's been a problem um it, it, because <laughs> you're basing that off of his chiefs years but it, it was a problem in philadelphia um yeah. but he didn't have patrick mahomes at that point spaghetti uh tennessee plus three how say you I,
2: I love tennessee they're just it might be irrational but i think they're a team that'll surprise people in the playoffs uh this year as well and i just the, to me they have a complete offense you have Corey davis finally living up to where he was drafted uh derrick henry this is one he comes alive and he has been awesome the last few games. Uh Tannehill, you know, I know earlier we talked about him a bit and you said that he's you don't believe in him, but the last two seasons he's been as really as good as you could have as a quarterback. Um, Johnny Smith, above average tight end, and then they have, you know, AJ Brown. Like I yeah, defense is an issue, but if you get a stop here and there, a timely turnover, it's like that's really all you need in a in a in a one game. And uh, I I really liked them. Maybe this game, I think them getting three points definitely helps. It will be a close one, um, but they're they're my I guess team of destiny going forward a, a, of sorts.
1: I it's, to me, they're the one team that could spoil the Super Bowl, the Titans. And I know people would get excited about seeing Derrick Henry and all that, but and Mike Vrabel a front, a fun guy and everything, but. Um, and they have nice guys on their team. We like Rashawn Evans and, and so on. But um, if you get the Chiefs or the Colts or the Ravens in the year after they were supposed to get there or somehow Baker Mayfield winds up in the Super Bowl, and I'm not even going to say the Steelers for obvious reasons, but if you get them against the Packers, the saints or the seahawks you got a juicy super bowl lined up no matter what any of those uh, it, as long <laughs> as the titans don't get there sorry i know and bills obviously too in that mix would be fun to get the only, i sorry tennessee fans I, I i i it just would be a little um less exciting for uh, for me <laughs>
2: I will add quickly, though, them on especially defensively, one big bad move they made in the offseason was not keeping Logan Ryan, who has been a huge difference maker for the Giants and almost made a Pro Bowl recently and may make it as a as a reserve. He's an awesome season, and they botched that by not keeping him there.
1: And last thought on that, uh, last week's guest here on Minus 3, Ramon Foster, who was dynamite, um, uh, really fun, and if you want to hear a good um, – you know, FBS college final four debate. It still holds up. You can go back and listen to me and Ramon Foster V spaghetti and Jeff Schwartz on that one. Um, but uh, I, I guess uh, the Titans are looking at getting the Dory Jackson back. So maybe that would make some difference in the postseason for what that matters. But anyway, we've gone on way too long already. Schwartz, Schwartz always gets very upset when we transcend the hour mark and we're well past it again. What can I tell you? I like kibitzing about this, that, and the other with you. Maybe if we didn't have the uh, movie detour or I don't know what that's what it was.
0: I and we also talked for thirty minutes before we start the show too. So um, Eddie and I decided that we need to ask Fanso to pay us by the word from now on. Well, I'm gonna get paid. I'm gonna
1: get paid a lot. Then you mean just collectively (laughs) paid by the word?
0: (laughs) We just get paid by the word. We'd be millionaires.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, but then, yeah, then who's doing all the heavy lifting of all the the mouth and Damashek? That's who they're D- I mean, acting, like,
0: acting like I can't talk for a long that's time true. either. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Do, I can do the same thing. Um, no, we've been Eddie and, Eddie and I have been talking in the chat for like 15 minutes and just have it. Dave hasn't we, we're gonna do a fan duel do bet. Does Dave ever check? The chat, and he does not. No, not I don't. Yours. I don't. No, yeah, we'll <laughs> look into seeing if we
1: have a boosted bet for you. We appreciate you listening all season long. We're almost at the finish line of the regular season, but that's when it'll start getting really, really good. I mean, the playoff matchups, I can't ha- I say I'm a, a nerd about that kind of stuff. I don't know what I like better, um, but I uh, if I like these inter-division inter- matchups to see the games that we haven't seen yet but there's something juicy about around three of titans and colts if they wind up four or five that's a really fun wild card game and then if you get the ravens and the bills and if you could have the steelers and the browns ooh, that'd be a lot of fun um and then uh, that's before we even get to but it does feel like the i, I don't know who's gonna win a game from the bottom half of the bracket on the nfc side which means that at least two will now that i just said that out loud but the bucks do you think so you still like the bucks too much excuse making for all the all the old like like
0: you asked me who i thought could win i don't know if i liked them
1: ray so bucks now are going to probably end up being a six seed right because the rams beat the bucks head to head so they're probably not going to vault past them Anyway, listen, we've talked more than enough. I told you it would be a nice quick show so that everybody could enjoy their holidays. And what have we done? We've done anything, but so go to Fanduel.com slash minus three. Again, the word, the number three, bet along with us or fade us however you choose and make sure you have a happy and safe Christmas. We'll talk to you after Christmas in front of new year's. Then we will have a clear picture of what the playoffs are going to look like and we will have a laser focus on who deserves all the biggest awards in society with the 27th annual Shecky Awards. All that to come after Christmas. In the meantime, enjoy the family on Zoom, or if you're lucky enough to be able to see him safely face-to-face, that way too. Uh, Eddie Spaghetti, have a good time up there in Staten Island talking about how Notre Dame is going to run the table and wake up the echoes. Never said that. that. Go drink some. What what do they drink there? What's the thing you have to drink? We were sober. Wood alcohol. What the hell is wood alcohol? Jeff Schwartz, that's your assignment for next week. Find out what wood alcohol is. Um, All right, Schwartz. Good times, fella. It was
0: the best of times.
1: (laughs) Go watch The Graduate. Um, All right. We'll talk to you next week, everybody. Happy holidays. It's been a thin slice of heaven.